Hello, this week on Paranormally Speaking, I will be discussing Strange and Bizarre as Supernatural Paranormal Canada. We'll be discussing and going over sightings and encounters and eyewitness accounts as well as evidence compiled of Canadian UFOs, Bigfoot sightings, dogmen, uh, strange humanoid creatures, water monsters, ghosts, haunted locations... It's going to be a fun-filled episode for one of the biggest and hottest tourist attractions in the North American continent. That would be Canada. So we're going to go ahead and blame Canada for all of this. I'm Neil Parks, your host for Paranormally Speaking. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Sit back, relax, and please hold for an important message from our sponsor. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Canadians report seeing UFOs in the sky at a rate of three times per day. It's a phenomenon that's worth scientific study, says Canadian UFO expert and acclaimed Canadian UFOologist Christopher Rutkowski. He best described as been best described as Canada's Fox Mulder. He recently traveled to Duncan, British Columbia, a small town on Vancouver Island that was home to Granger Taylor, whose story is told in CBC Doc's POV documentary, Spaceman. Taylor, who became obsessed with space travel, left a note telling his family he could communicate with extraterrestrials and was going on an interstellar journey, and then he simply vanished. But Taylor wasn't only one who reported a strange encounter in Duncan. Lisa Nidial was a teenager in 1980 when she saw a boomerang-shaped object in the sky over the town gliding toward the mountains. It just did a 90-degree turn and went straight up and completely disappeared, she recalls. It was unlike anything I had ever seen. Another CBC documentary, UFO Town, tells the story of a strange sighting near the Ottawa in the 1980s. Rutkowski says that the UFO sightings in Canada are more common than we think, there are about 1,000 UFO reports filed in Canada every year, and the number remains high. UFOlogy research, an organization Rutkowski belongs to, has completed and collected and analyzed Canadian UFO report data since 1989. Their 2017 survey showed that a total of 1,101 sightings were reported across the country at a rate of roughly three per day the fifth highest number since the group began collecting data in 1989. 
The survey also showed that there was an average of two witnesses per UFO sighting and that the sightings lasted about 15 minutes each. Many witnesses were police officers, pilots, and other people with keen observational skills. Most sightings that have been reported in 2017 came from Quebec, 518 of those roughly, and Ontario, 241, with BC coming in third at 128. Out of the major metropolitan areas, the country, Montreal, and Toronto topped the list. In the final report, UFOlogy research broke down cases by number and by witnesses. The level of the strangeness an alien encounter being more unusual than flashing lights, for example. The reliability of the sighting and its duration. They also compared the shape of the objects. The report notes that while an increasing number of cell phones, dash cams, and traffic cameras means that reported sightings are more frequently accompanied by a photo or video, these visuals are often of poor quality and less useful to researchers. What's more, the majority of sightings can be explained as aircraft and other astronomical objects. Still, about 8% of all UFO reports in 2017 alone remained unexplained. But this doesn't mean that they reveal proof of alien visitation. There's no evidence or no deniable evidence that aliens are visiting us. No way to prove it or deny it. Although it's a wonderful theory, Rutzkowski told the Canadian press, but adds that there is a real phenomenon that he thinks is worth scientific study. Now, here are a few of Canada's most famous UFO sightings. One being in Falcon Lake, Manitoba. In May 1967, Stefan Milchak reported seeing two flying saucers near Falcon Lake. He claimed that one of the aircraft hovered only 45 meters away from him and landed. As he approached, it emitted a beam of light that knocked him to the ground as it lifted off. He said that he became ill in the following weeks, and a photograph of his chest eight months later showed burn marks and a pattern of dots. The incident, which commemorated, was commemorated by a glow-in-the-dark coin released by the Canadian Mint in 2018. Another area in Canada that has experienced a lot of UFO activity, Shag Harbor in Nova Scotia. During the same year, and from 2017 to 2020, as the Falcon Lake sighting, people reported that the night skies over Shag Harbor were glowing with four lights that flashed off and on before crashing into the harbor. Eyewitnesses claimed they watched as a large orange glowing object sank into the water. The RCMP, thinking a plane had crashed, organized a rescue effort, but were unable to recover an object. Divers searched the sea floor, but also came up empty. Since no planes were reported missing, the case was classified as a UFO sighting. To this day, Shag Harbor holds an annual festival dedicated to the strange incident. In Quebec, Mirabel, Quebec, in 1989, several people in Saint-Marie-de-Monnier reported being awakened in the middle of the night by a noise that sounded similar to an electric generator. Witnesses also reported seeing an intense blue light shining outside their windows. Two days later, a perfect circle about 20 meters in diameter was found outside of the home of one of the witnesses. The RCMP were called to investigate, but the source of the lights and strange markings remain 
unknown. If you've spotted a UFO, here's how to report a sighting to UFOlogy Research. I will provide you with Submit a Sighting Report, and it's a survey report front page HTML connected to Canadian UFO Survey, and that's to my Canadian listeners. And of course, there is a book available on Amazon, The Canadian UFO Report, available for order. And according to uh, Canadian currency, it says 5301. I'm not sure what that is, U.S., uh, nor am I sure if that's a European price. Uh, chances are it's only about $29. But please hold for an important message from our sponsor. Haunted places in Canada. There's some real hot spots to check out in our sister country from the north. Ghost stories are always that much creepier when they hit close to home. From gothic hotels to gruesome battlefields, these spooky sites are the most haunted places in Canada. Tranquil Sanitarium. Kamloops, British Columbia. The foreboding ruins of the sprawling Tranquil Sanitarium outside Kamloops, British Columbia are straight out of a nightmare. Originally built in 1907 as a treatment center for tuberculosis sufferers, it later served as a mental institution before ultimately being abandoned in the early 1980s. Echoes of its former residence seem to remain. However, as witnesses report off-the-charts paranormal activity, ranging from orbs to eerie disembodied moans, these days you can tour the eerie location, surely one of the most haunted places in Canada, with a guide from Tranquil Farm Fresh, which now manages the site. For the truly fearless or downright crazy, there's even an escape room experience in the Stygain Tunnels, that link the various buildings on the property from one to the other. Craig Dorak Castle, Victoria, built in the 1890s for coal miner Robert Dunsmere and his family. This Victorian era mansion has since become one of the most haunted places in Canada. Rumors of a piano that plays by itself and sightings of a ghostly woman in white have frequently been reported. Many attribute the castle's supernatural uh, activity to Dunsmere's untimely demise just a year before the building was completed. Fairmont Bent Springs Hotel in Bent, Alberta. Thought the Bates Motel and Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho or the Overlook Hotel and Stanley Kubrick's The Shining were scary locations with scary accommodations? Fairmont Bent Springs Hotel is easily one of Canada's greatest hotels, but it's also rumored to be one of the most haunted places in Canada. Built in 1888 by the Canadian Pacific Railway, this hotel is the site of numerous terrifying ghost sightings, including a bride who allegedly died falling from the hotel's marble staircase and a retired head bellman named Sam McCauley, who continues to haunt the hotel dressed in full uniform. Keg Mansion in Toronto. Today, it's one of the many locations of the Keg Steakhouse franchise, but the legendary Keg Mansion on Jarvis Street in Toronto was once the private residence of industrialist Hart Massey and his family. As legend has it, in 1915, after the death of Massey's beloved only daughter, Lillian, one of the maids was so stricken by grief that she hung herself. Another version of the story involves the maid killing herself for fears her rumored affair 
with a Massey man would be revealed. When Lillian died, the daughter of Mr. Massey, one of the maids was so stricken by grief that she hung herself. Either way, the ghostly image of a maid hanging by her neck has been seen by more than one keg visitor through the years. Fairmont, Chateau, Lorraine, and Ottawa, Canada. Business tycoon Charles Melville Hayes commissioned the Fairmont Chateau, but died tragically aboard the Titanic just days before the hotel's grand opening in 1912. Hayes' spirit has since been rumored to be seen roaming throughout the property. Had we invested our time and money into crafting the lavish chateau, only to die mere days before its completion, we'd likely be inclined to return as well. The Old Spaghetti Factory in Vancouver. It's been said that the ghost of a train conductor still haunts this popular eatery. Built atop an old underground railway track in Vancouver's Gastown, the neighborhood, an explicable cold drafts and mysteriously rearranged table settings are the calling card of the deceased conductor. Making matters truly spine-tingling is a photograph of a 1950s-era decommissioned electric trolley now featured in the restaurant's dining room. The photo depicts hints of a ghostly figure believed to be the train conductor standing on the steps of the trolley. Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. Prior to serving as Canada's hockey shrine, this building was once a branch of the Bank of Montreal. Legend has it that a lonely bank teller named Dorothy took her own life after her romantic advances were rejected by the bank's manager. Dorothy's ghost is now believed to occupy the Hockey Hall of Fame, with some visitors reporting they heard inexplicable sounds of a woman crying throughout the building. <laughs> Plains of Abraham in Quebec City. In 1759, British forces under Major General James Wolfe staged a three-month siege of Quebec City culminating in the Battle of the Plains of Abraham, being the location of one of the most famous battles in Canadian history. It's no wonder it's no one, it's not one of the most haunted locations in Canada currently, with numerous sightings of ghostly soldiers appearing throughout the fields and tunnels. Both Wolfe and French Major General Louis-Joseph de Montcalm died in the battle. And you can't help but wonder whether their spirits are still battling it out today. Please hold for an important message from our sponsor. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Creepy creatures that call Canada home. Canada is a vast country, and there are parts of it that still remain mysterious to this day. It's not surprising that in such a huge place, legends and stories have sprung up about some pretty amazing and creepy creatures. From giant sea serpents to the famous Sasquatch, these are some of the incredible beasts that are said to call Canada home. Ogopogo in British Columbia. Canada's answer to the Loch Ness Monster and America's champ in Lake Champlain. Ogopogo sightings date 
back as far as the 19th century. The Ogopogo calls Lake Akinagawan in British Columbia home. It's said to be a massive sea serpent with a horse-like head. Some skeptics think sightings of Ogopogo may just be logs or ordinary water animals, while others are convinced they've seen the real thing. Canada is actually said to be home to a number of sea monsters, with Ogopogo being the most famous. Others include Champ in Lake Champlain, which starts in New York and Vermont, and Gassiendathea, a dragon said to live in the Great Lakes. It especially likes Lake Ontario, apparently. Sasquatch in British Columbia. The Sasquatch is one of a number of similar creatures that have been sighted all over the world. In the U.S., they're better known by the name Bigfoot. In Nepal, people have reported seeing the Yeti or the Abominable Snowman. These creatures all share a number of features. They're usually said to be a larger than the average person's size, and they're covered in thick hair. In fact, Sasquatch is a First Nation Salish word meaning hairy man. Some people believe that these creatures are the fabled missing link, an evolution between apes and humans. They're said to usually live in defense dense forests in those areas, especially in the Pacific Northwest. They're also supposed to be very shy around humans, which has led many to doubt their existence. Akhlut, the Northwest Territories. This creature looks like something straight out of Pokemon or Avatar. The Akhlut is a shape-shifting spirit from Ilt mythology. It's a spirit that can appear as an orca whale while on the water and a giant wolf whale while on land. It's said to be huge and comes onto the land from the ocean to hunt. The best way to tell if there was an anult on the loose was to look for its tracks. If there were wolf prints leading to or from the ocean, then look out. The anult's not picky about what it eats, animals or people. Whatever's unlucky enough to be around when it's hunting. Loup Garou in Quebec. Loup Garou translates pretty much directly to as werewolf, but this French-Canadian monster is a little more complicated than your average lycanthrope, someone who can transform into a wolf. There are different legends about this monster. One legend has it that you can become one if you break the tradition of Lent for seven years in a row. Another legend suggests that Loup Garou is under a spell that lasts for 101 days, and it breaks when it is passed on to another person. Unlike traditional werewolves, the Loup Garou can change into a wolf whenever it wants. Some legends say that a Loup Garou might not even turn into a wolf. They say that those affected by the curse can turn into cats, pigs, or even owls. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. Canadian witness encounters UFO hovering over roadway. A Canadian witness at Abbotsford, British Columbia, reported an object hovering over the roadway about the width of Tulane Road. According to testimony in case 90803 from the Mutual UFO 
MUFON witness reporting database. The witness was driving down a poorly lit road at 8.40 p.m., already dark on March 15, 2018. I had another person with me at the time, the witness stated. At first, I didn't really pay much attention to the craft, as I assumed it was an airplane in a distance. I started taking more notice as I continued driving, as the aircraft seemed to be quite low and what seemed to be slow-moving. However, as I neared the aircraft, it was not moving at all. It was hovering in one spot directly over the road. It was hovering in one spot probably above the power lines, as far as the distance appeared to them. I kept driving, but I slowed down as I was driving under it, directly under it. I told my companion that this is no plane. The witness described the object. It was a black color with lights, lights flashing like an airplane as that was the deception in the start the the deception in the start it was loud sounding as i passed under it like a loud engine it was a longish kind of shape and width and was about the same size as the width of the road double lanes that is it had some kind of strips of material fluttering off of it it was not a drone i drove under it but to be honest i was tripping out a little bit at the moment as normally I was very skeptical of this type of thing. I drove up to the next street crossing approximately a city block and a half and did a U-turn as I was going to take pictures or video of this. I sped back down the road but as I neared it again it left. It just seemed to look like any other lights in the sky within seconds. I don't know for sure what it was. When I was under it it was really the only time I could hear its engine. I couldn't hear what it sounded like when it took off as I was speeding back toward it to take some pictures. All that I could really hear was my own engine speeding back towards it. I don't know what it was, but it was not a drone or an airplane. Canadian MUFON field investigator Carl Peterson closed this case as an unknown aerial vehicle. Available to order now. My first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal.com at gmail.com that is parks paranormal at gmail.com standing by 13 surprising facts about canada canada is actually quite a fascinating country it's the biggest global exporter of unusual food products one of its territories fills with snakes in may and few people live in the country compared to the rest of the world Keep listening to find out more about surprising facts about Canada. Santa Claus is Canadian. Canada's immigration minister declared in 2012 that Santa Claus was indeed a Canadian citizen. 
He also suggested that this is why his signature look is a red and white suit, the colors of Canada. To send letters to Santa, children can use the address Santa Claus North Pole, H-O-H-H-O-H, Canada. Manitoba is snake territory. Although the most people would believe Australia is the snake capital of the world, Manitoba actually has the world's largest concentration of snakes. In May, around 70,000 snakes come out of hibernation. In the Prairie Province, the most popular breed is the red-sided garter snake. Canada is also the polar bear capital. Churchill in northern Manitoba is the world's polar bear capital, approximately... 15,500 of the world's 25,000 polar bears live in Churchill. Because of its access to frozen, the frozen Hudson Bay, which is where they live in winter. It's also the only place in the world with a polar bear prison. And sometimes the town is home to more polar bears than people. The few residents who live there also leave their cars and homes unlocked in case they or a visitor needs a quick escape from a polar bear. Food production. Of the world's maple syrup, 71% comes from Canada, which probably isn't surprising. But what is fascinating is that 91% of maple syrup production occurs in Quebec alone, according to Pure Canada Maple. It also makes up 80% of global green lentil exports, with 95% produced in Saskatchewan. Quebec City is a first in more ways than one. Built in 1695, Quebec City's fortifications reach nearly 4.6 kilometers, which is 2.9 miles. In length, Quebec City is not only the only walled city north of Mexico, but it was also the first city in North America to become a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Canada is also prepared for aliens. Canada is the first country in the world to create a landing pad specifically designed for UFOs. It's located in St. Paul, Alberta, and was opened in 1967. Even Canada's Minister of National Defense at that time, Paul Hellyer, was there for the unveiling. The platform weighs just over 130 tons. And the concrete structure actually contains a time capsule to be opened in 2067. Canada also has national parks bigger than uh, some countries. Located in both northeastern Alberta and southern northwest territories, Wood Buffalo National Park is the country's largest national park at 44,807 square kilometers. That's 17,300 square miles. And the world's second largest national park. It was created to be a home for bison. And it's bigger than countries such as Denmark, Switzerland, and the Netherlands. An apology act. Canadians are known for their politeness. And they say sorry so much that an apology act was passed in 2009, which made apologies inadmissible in court. So an apology means... An expression of sympathy or regret, and not an admission of fault or liability in connection with the matter to which the words or actions relate. Canada is 
also largely uninhabited. Around 90% of Canada is uninhabited. In contrast, it isn't actually that much larger than the United States, but it amazingly has only 11% of America's population. Of that population, 90% of Canadians live within 500 kilometers, that's 311 miles, of the United States border. It's also home to the world's largest uninhabited island, Devon Island in Baffin Bay, Nunavut. Canadians love craft. People joke that craft dinners should be Canada's national dish, as Canadians consume 1.7 million out of the 7 million packages of sold each week globally. The iconic blue macaroni and cheese boxes are packaged in Quebec. Using Canadian wheat and milk, Canadians consume more craft than any other and 55% more than the United States. They have the world's largest non-military border. The world's longest non-military border is between Canada and the United States. It stretches for 5,525 miles, and the border between Alaska and Canada is 2,475 kilometers, which is 1,538 miles alone. The border between Stansted and Quebec and Derby Line, Vermont, is unique, as the local library was built across the two countries and serve both communities. Canada has the largest coastline. Canada also has the largest one in the world. It is 202,008 kilometers long, which is 125,567 miles. The country has the world's largest water area, too. It would take you roughly 4.5 years to walk around Canada without breaks for sleeping, eating, or rest. The origin for the name Canada comes from the Huron Iroquois Indians, the word Kanata, which means village or settlement. In 1535, when French explorer Jacques Cartier was traveling with Indian youths, they used the word to describe Stadosconia, a village where Quebec City is located today. Cartier was, had then used the word Canada to refer to the entire surrounding area. In 1547, Canada appeared on maps applying to land north of the St. Lawrence River. Please hold for an important message from our sponsor. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And hence makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4hims.com good. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face conversations to get your prescription. Hims connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hims.com slash good. That's 4hims.com slash good for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash good. Family is big around here. We're family owned, family operated, family managed. And that means legacy. That means dependability. That means using Granger. 
With over 1.5 million products and knowledgeable product experts, Granger has whatever we need. And with same-day pickup and next-day delivery options, they have it whenever we need it. For over 90 years, businesses like ours have trusted Granger. Because, like family, Granger's got our back. Call, clickgranger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It A court rules that a mansion's portal to hell is not a valid reason for the buyer backing out of the real estate deal. In Vancouver, a BC court has ruled that non-disclosure of the existence of a portal to hell on a property does not entitle the purchaser to a refund of their deposit if they choose to terminate the deal. The home inspection report clearly indicated the presence of a stable fissure in the space-time continuum leading to another plane of reality, Judge Julia Hammond said when making her ruling. Once made aware of the existence of such a fissure, the onus is the on the home buyer to determine the endpoints of all interdimensional portals before signing the closing documents. The BC Real Estate Association estimates that at least 30% of detached homes in Metro Vancouver and 10% of condos contain portals to other worlds, but approximately half of them lead to high fantasy realms and increase the value of the property. Portals to hell, or a, uh, a niche feature, it's true, local re uh, realtor Arnold Lee admitted. They're more popular than horror movie loving millennials, but unfortunately, tend to open when the wealthy make packs with demons and are therefore mostly found in expensive homes, which millennials can't afford anyway. So we're seeing a, a glut of very high-end homes with hell portals on the market. The buyer in this case, Lucy Prescott, is furious with both the ruling and what she says are the deceptive circumstances that led to her purchase of the home. There was clearly a cover-up going on during the showings to mislead buyers like me. There was no wailing. There were no screams. There was no oppressive sense of existential dread and physical terror coupled with pseudo-sexual thrill at the idea of living beyond the judgment of God. This was real estate fraud, plain and simple. The BCREA has tips on their website for home buyers looking to avoid purchasing property with an unwanted portal to hell, including asking if there is a portal to hell on the property. Well, looks like that's all the time I have this week. Thank you for joining me while I took you by the hand to the wild world that is Canada. Well, not a world, but a country within the world. So much to discover in that nation north of us. Please tune in next week for more bizarre, more strange, weird, fun facts, and a little bit of the unusual and strange. Have a terrific weekend. I thought for a moment it was Memorial Day weekend, but that's a couple of weeks away, I guess, since this is the weekend of the 15th. So still have a couple of weeks before that. Thank you again. I'm Neil Parks, award-winning author, podcaster, documentary filmmaker, screenwriter, and children's book illustrator. I'll talk to you next time. Keep your eyes on the sky. Watch out while you're in the woods. And if you're traipsing through a haunted location, make sure you have holy water. 
and the support of God. Thank you and goodbye.